Welcome to The Resilient Responder, the podcast where we explore stories of strength, courage, and unwavering resilience in the face of life's challenges told by first responders. Join us on a journey of inspiration and empowerment as we dive in with Dylan, Josh, and Patrick. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Resilient Responder, hosted by Scars Incorporated and sponsored by First Responder Coaching. My name is Patrick Clark. I'm one of the co-hosts, and to my left we have Dylan Olivito. Good evening, and to his left we have the one and the only Josh Hagen. Boy, hey, I'll one tell you only, the the, one and only. the stars are lined back up. We're we're in the right order tonight, and I'm excited. Well, yeah, I don't know what had us out of order last time. Well, who who well, caused we, that? Patrick. Well, no, remember we had to have Jennifer for the. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. For the, uh, yeah, we had to do something special. He deemed last that week. we weren't smart right. enough to that's run what, the That's what it was. Laptop. Yeah, it wouldn't let us touch buttons. It wasn't. No, it wasn't <laughs> that. It was the fact that we needed to be able to, the microphone on the iPad had to be able to talk. No, oh, is that what it is? Because we couldn't use our mics that we normally use. <laughs> well, before we get too far into it, um, I think it's important to mention the resilient responder. Uh, while we're while we're here as the resilient responder and hosted by Scars. So a huge shout out to FRC, First Responder Coaching, who has graciously invited us to host the Resilient Responder, which is uh, now available on uh, what platforms, Patrick? Uh, so on the, on the live version, which will just be the video and the, the audio, obviously, you'll have uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, on social media platforms, it's Facebook and Instagram. And then on the podcast, it will be uh, Apple, Google, and Spotify, or I'm sorry, Amazon, and I believe Spotify, but I'm still uh, waiting the confirmation on that one. Awesome. So, so we're a little bit everywhere. So growing the platform, which is a great thing for not only us, but the community as a whole, um, you know, get our podcast, get our voices out to a larger crowd, hopefully get some more folks on board with what we're doing and uh, really watch this thing grow and blossom. So along with that, um, we're still uh, awaiting our first first responder coaching session for our own, which will be very exciting to become first responder coaches and to be able to interact with all of you on that level as well. Um, so again, huge shout out, huge thanks to Jennifer Anderson for putting her trust and faith in us as hosts. And her and, team. And her team. Uh, Audrey and Megan, I believe was the, yep. uh, mm-hmm. all of them, they've been uh, super welcoming. Uh, they, they, as you can tell, our setup's a little bit different tonight. Uh, they, there's just them. more stuff. It's not that it's different. There's just more stuff. There is a lot more stuff. We got to talk closer to a microphone or something. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but they, they gave us, uh, they gave us some equipment to, uh, kind of help, uh, spin us up off the ground on the podcast side, which has been great. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, a huge shout out to, to that team for, uh, helping us as we progress on our journey. Uh, last time when we started, we, we did a shout out. So everyone kind of let us know where you're at and, and we, we see who you are, but let us know where you're at and see how, how far out we're reaching. Uh, I know we have a lot of people from, from different areas that come on and I thought our last show was really awesome. Uh, we were able to, to get some good information, uh, a lot of people reached out and gave phone numbers out. Uh, we had we had somebody that was in need, and hopefully uh, we were able to, to reach out yeah. to them and, and have good conversations. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's a good thing to everybody kind of just say where you're at. Now, our camera is stationary, but we also have a couple in-house tonight. So sitting over 
over to our right, um, Mr. Shane Brown. He's in from Florida this week. Wanted to come and see where, where the show's done at. Downtown, downtown Shane Brown. Downtown Shane Brown. Straight from Sunstar Sun Paramedic, is it Shane? Yes, Out of Florida. And uh, also we have Mike Swagger sitting here. We've been talking about a uh, little joint venture that uh, he and I was talking about some last night. It was just um, starting to get on board with uh, learning a little bit more about this other project that may be coming up, which we'll talk about here in just a couple of minutes. You see some Myrtle Beach family there. And uh, we can always we can always depend on Louie. Oh, yeah. Louie has got to be probably not our top, but Louie is dedicated. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's missed a he's show. He's not listening by himself either. No, I was just say, I think Louie listens from a fire station. I don't know if he's at the fire station tonight or yeah, not. Where he at I know tonight, his wife's Louis. with him. We also have, uh, I see the uh, the Myrtle Beach clan, uh, the Batlows. That's what I said, the, the wings, family. The family. Uh, I know that they're, they're separate. I know Cheryl's at work, and uh, um, Look, I think Saint Wayne Pete. and uh, Chris are at the house. With, but uh, Melody Brown in St. Pete, Florida. I believe that's some of, some of uh, Shane over there is kinfolk. <laughs> this is this is the rewarding part for the fact that I don't like that. What we just went into a buffering stage. We'll figure out what that's all about here in just a second. But the the really cool part is is, is being able to see Check that out. family Check and be able to see the that's um, working to be able to see all the people that are um, are that are that have been following us and continue to follow us. So that's great. Um, Louis says, no, I'm at the house. My wife is listening in. Cool. All right, so we're back on now. All right, back in there. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. Uh, internet is going to, uh, it's kind of spotty. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's technology, man. It's, it's all rain. about technology. It's, it's the rain, <laughs> power plant effect. You know, we'll blame, we'll blame the power plant. That's why I have six toes. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that, did you? What, what's, your, what's your excuse, Josh? <laughs> I, I lived on the other side. Yeah, that's what it was. The wind blew the different direction. So, again, you know, the resilient responder, thank you again for FRC, Jennifer Anderson and her team, for giving us this opportunity. We're going to make the best of it, and um, we froze again. It's all right. Just keep going. Okay. We're good. All right. So, uh what are we off to tonight? First of all, as the audience has now changed a little bit and has grown, um, maybe just a brief reintroduction of not only what SCARS is, but what first responder coaching and the resilient responder is going to be all about now. So the resilient responder was started by first responder coaching. There was a, initially a, uh, a gentleman that was the, um, uh, the, the host of it, and, and his name has, has departed from me. Um, but whenever you had the ability to reach out and meet with Jan, uh, Jennifer at uh, Buchanan, I believe. Oh, through, through J.B. Kimball, yeah. 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 Uh, and Buchanan Fire Department, uh, you were able to, to meet up with them. And um, Jen, you and Jennifer got to connect and make it so that you guys uh, kind of found your, uh, your each other, your, basically each other's mats. Mm -hmm. You guys were able to find that mesh in between see that and uh, see that you guys were able to continue to um how, how you can continue to grow this platform so with that they um uh, us and first responder coaching got together um we threw out some ideas and uh, they needed to get their podcast up and running so uh, we jumped in feet first like we do with everything 
and uh, we made sure to um, join uh, join ventures with each other as we continue to grow, uh, continue to grow our journey and also continue to help first responder coaching as they continue to go through. So it's been a uh, it, it's been a, a little bit of um, it. it it, it's been a little weird. The transition has been for us mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, yeah, uh, but it's weird. been, uh, but it's been, it's proven to be effective for us. It's been great to We're see the. Okay, that's okay. Um, it's been great to be able to see the um, cohesiveness between the two agencies, and uh, and as we continue to grow forward and uh, get everything worked out, and we'll be able to. Uh, Hopefully, the, I mean, the ultimate thing is to grow the platform. Absolutely. Grow, uh, not Absolutely. only SCARS, but also first responder coaching. And then part of the rebranding will be that this will be known as the Resilient Responder instead of the SCARS live stream. Absolutely. So it'll be the Resilient Responder hosted by, uh, hosted by SCARS Incorporated and sponsored by first responder coaching. Now give us just a second. We're going to try to deal with just a little bit of technical difficulty here and see if we can't come up with a solution, maybe reboot our network. Yeah, we could probably do that. I'm just afraid. Eh, if I do that, I'm going to lose the live. I'm going to lose this, and I don't want to lose that. Uh... Technology, you got to love it. Yeah, technology is always the hindrance. Of yeah, Louis saying he can't even hear us. He says just buffering. Try this and see. Because this thing was saying it was going to that it was overheating earlier. It did that one other time. <laughs> it yeah. did it at Sarah's. Yeah. Um, let's try to let that reboot and see what we're back. Um, so YouTube, for the for the uh, go ahead. the people on YouTube, or I'm sorry, the people that are watching on Facebook, if we're if you can still hear us, they can. Okay. Uh, switch to uh, YouTube if you can. It's at fr or I'm sorry at scars fr services. Uh, for the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is working according to, um, we got one person that's watching, or two people that are watching on YouTube, they're telling us it's working. So, so YouTube is working? Yeah, YouTube is definitely working. Uh, it looks like Facebook might be having one of its uh, moments. Yeah, a, a Facebook moment, if you would. Uh, the, the thing is, once um, we will repost this video so we can continue on through, we'll repost this. Uh, Matt said control delete. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the fix all. <laughs> the, uh, just turn it off and turn it back on. That will work uh, for everything. But we'll, uh, we'll repost this video uh, for Facebook. And um, uh, so Zane is now telling us that Facebook is back up and YouTube is now working. So it looks like it may just be our signal possibly here. Um, but I have the comments well, pulled up. We've got good signal on the on the thing, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And we also have our, I have the comments pulled up here, and it's working on um, it's working on here too. All so right. we can continue. All on right, through. continuing. Sweet. <clears throat> so, uh, but anyway, so we came all together. That's how the resilient responder kind of came to play for us. Uh, Jennifer and her team were kind enough to allow us to be part of the coaching class. Uh, we're, we're in the process of getting ready to get started for that. And uh, with that, we, we all wanted to be able to grow our platform. SCARS mm -hmm. was uh, constantly wanting to grow and, and become more than what it was. And then Jennifer's team was also trying to get their word out. Yeah. So that was a big thing for, to, for all of us to be able to come together. Yeah, so a little bit about first responder coaching is, you know, they have coaches all throughout the U.S. Um, unfortunately, there were none yet here in West Virginia. 
I was able to first meet with them at FDIC in April this past year and started the conversation. Uh, thanks to, to J.B. Kimball and, and Buckhannon Fire Department, that conversation was able to continue and flourish into what we have as of tonight. The Resilient Responder is not a new podcast. Um, it's actually, <clears throat> I'm not even sure how many episodes there was. I went back and listened to a few just to kind of get a feel for what they were doing versus what seven. we were doing and see if we can't kind of mingle that together and grow that platform bigger. So what we're trying to do is, you know, by all means, like our page, like uh, First Responder Coaching, sign up, you know, hit your Apple iTunes, look for the Resilient Responder, hit us up on YouTube. The more likes, the better. Let's grow this thing and let's really get the word out. Um, capitalizing on that, we'll talk about a couple other things real quick because, you know, it's been an exciting couple of weeks, right? Yeah, like for us. Yeah. For, for us, we've gotten all new equipment that we're sitting here trying to figure out uh, how to use while we're live on the air, which is great. It's that, it's that challenge. It's, it's the, the thing that first responders do, right? Like here's a, here's a new piece of equipment. Let's see if you can break it in 20 minutes. And we obviously <laughs> did since we froze the connection, right? But some of the other things that, that's been going on is, is some outreach with some other counties. Um, we've been very fortunate to get to go talk to a few local counties here um, regarding not only the EMS services as a whole, but mental health and resilience um, as, a, as a side note for some of that. We have another one coming up this week. Um, huge shout out here because uh, Mike that's with us tonight over, over here in the studio, Mike Swagger, Got me hooked up with um, with the folks from uh, Operation Active Vet, and that is a um, veteran-owned and operated nonprofit organization that um, Scars is going to be soon doing some work with. We hope and uh, kind of intermingling some of those services. So when we think about first responder coaching and we think about uh, mental health issues and that that trauma and as we've talked about before cumulative trauma you know they deal with a lot of the same things and we find out that a lot of our veterans when they come back from the service they go into jobs in law enforcement and they go into jobs as, as EMS and fire and, and and so on and so forth you know nursing positions CAs things like that and that trauma continues to accumulate so not only are they dealing with their demons from the battlefield, but they're rolling right back into another career that continues to, to build that trauma onto them. So what these guys are doing is, is really cool and really special because you know, they're a 501c3 not-for-profit. They are out there trying to um, get veterans actively involved in, in other activities. They just come back from a nice camping trip this weekend where it was all paid for by the organization. Um, you know, they, they, they fed them all weekend. They, they put them up in cabins and tents and, and everything else. You know, they do, a, um, they do a really nice gun bash. They, they made a great deal of money on their last gun bash and that's gonna go back into the community, into the veterans community. And, you know, hopefully as we continue to progress forward, we can get some of those folks into the coaching as well and be able to build that footprint all the way around. And, and some of the stuff with with SCARS looking out at the foresight was first responders helping first responders. And this is something with talking to Mike and being able, you know, it, I, the excitement of veterans helping veterans. And, and we have a lot of listeners, uh, a part of our show, that are veterans mm -hmm. and first responders. <clears throat> um, but 
what we do isn't solely the coaching isn't solely for no. first responders it, it can be for anything and and the more conversations that we've had tonight uh the more people that we can reach out and, and help and that's what that's what it comes down to is helping people right the, I, I think i'm sorry I don't no go ahead i think one of the things that we there, there's a bigger picture to all of this and it's the and I'm not saying that first responders are equivalent to military personnel or veterans. I'm not saying that at all. But there's a lot of the, there's a lot of commonalities between it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we share that we try to internalize information and we try to compartmentalize things. And the the same thing is happening from the from the armed for, or armed services standpoint is that they are also fighting demons just on a little bit of a different level than mm -hmm. what first responders are. Right. So I think when you look at the coaching aspect of it, you're really hitting the same topics mm -hmm. and you're really kind of diving into what it looks like for uh, for me to handle a problem versus a, a military personnel who, the, I know the three of us have nothing but love for military personnel. I mean, I mean sure. those, those, those fine men and women are what make this country what it is. Make make this you know home of the, uh, land of the free, home of the brave type deal, and uh, Mike made a very good analogy before the, sto the show started. Is you know within the United States, the first responders are the Marine Corps. Is that what you said? Yeah. They're, they're they're the Marine Corps within the United States mm -hmm. because ultimately, when it comes down to it, if uh, God forbid something large scale happens, you have first responders. Yep. And military We're personnel, all be right in the middle of and they're all, and, and you're going to be hand in hand. Yeah, and that's going to, you know, that's that's one of the big. Well, things. you think about that analogy too of you know our troops going into battle, you know, and and think about going back to for those of us that, that were alive and remember it, which hopefully is more than not. But you know, think about the three four three. You know, how many people went running towards the battle? And that's, there's where the big similarity for me is, is we're always running towards that danger, right? So, uh, and, and with, with an active war going on right now, you know, it's a matter of time before somehow the U.S. has more of a role in that situation. So we know that our troops are actively preparing for the worst, whether that's, some, whether that's something over uh, across the pond or whether that's something that's going to happen here stateside. But, you know, these folks are preparing themselves for trauma, you know, as we speak. Well, we talked about in our last show the first responders in Israel right now and the yeah. stuff that they're going through and they're seeing. Yeah. And look so, at the military personnel. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, anybody that's been watching the news over the last couple of weeks are seeing the amount of death and devastation that is happening over there. And they're... Like, there are people that have to see that. Mm -hmm. There are people that are going to have to deal with children being killed. Mm -hmm. and, you know, women, women and children, men, men, women and children being killed. And uh, basically by savages. Yeah. And there, you know, that there was a, a, a short article that I read the other day talking about, you know, these savages are, are throwing grenades into basically like fallout shelters. And they're killing kids, men, yeah. women, kids, men that are just trying to save themselves. They're just yeah. trying to stay protected. And you know, we, you you said at the at the federal level, you know, it's going to happen one day. First responders and military personnel are going to walk hand in hand, and at the at the federal level is where we want to be, yeah. as from a from a coaching standpoint and from uh, from a, a standpoint of being able to find the help. I mean, it's uh, Mike and uh, Dylan were talking beforehand. The the amount of vet um, 
uh, programs that are available is nothing but astounding and I love it. I love to see that and I will never not support those because that, that means a lot. But, you know, it's time to grow that mm -hmm. and it needs to be under and one umbrella to where it incorporates, you know, military personnel, first responders, people that are actively doing very similar things. Well, i tell you another one that, that was a very interesting one that we talked about before the show tonight was teachers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't think about the teachers as a frontline worker as much however i've last, i've met some of the kids years, that, yeah. that my daughter goes to school with and that is a battlefield yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and well look know, at look at the last 20 25 years with with school shootings school shootings you know there's you there's know, a lot of things with that suicide at a young age and, i think and, and look at the but look at the uh the mass shooting that just had in maine a couple yeah. days ago yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's it's to the point to where this entire world now is a boiling pot of hell, basically. And, you know, it's erupting in little tiny places. And, you know, they're killing innocent people. Mm -hmm. you, they, these savages are, and, you know, you, we won't get into the political aspect of it, but these savages are going out and they're killing these people. And, you know, who runs? Who goes to help the people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I that I find interesting in this is that we started scars in in conversation, and then you went to a meeting in in Buchanan, mm -hmm. and and met up with Jennifer, and then and here we are with the resilient responder, and then Mike comes up here tonight, and then we start talking about the the veterans, and it happened to be a, a phone conversation. I don't know if yeah. you want to get into that, but. The, the conversation, I'll let you tell that story, but the conversation itself, how, how quick each platform and each, each part of, of this pie is so apt to help the other? Because we're all in, we're all in the same battle. Yeah, yeah, so let, let's, let's rewind a little further than that, you know, because this is the first of our version of the Resilient Responder, right? So the beginning was the idea on a napkin. You know, oh, well, let's do a podcast and see if anybody pays attention to it. Mm -hmm. That went on to more people than what we thought would pay attention to it. We, you know, we said if we got, if we built a Facebook page and we got a hundred likes, we'd do a live show, right? That was, that was yep. the initial, that, that was the big goal. hundred yep. likes. No, our videos likes are went, on average a thousand yeah, views. Yeah. So we went from a thousand likes to doing the shows, took the summer off, um, Unfortunately, what brought us back to the studio was our own, um, our own loss. Yeah, you know the loss of a friend, and it, and I think that all of us knew immediately that we had to get back behind the desk and do something special, and it hasn't stopped since. And from that point, the growth has been phenomenal. And think about from that point. So for those of you that are new to our show. Um, we lost a first responder friend to suicide in um, uh, September, September 12th of 2023, the day after 9/11, and we did. We went back to the back to the drawing board, and did a show that following Friday, which was what the 15th, 14th, whatever it was, mm -hmm. um, and it's been boots on the ground ever since. So in that amount of time, our good friend Jason, Jason Morgan. Um, got us in with Valley Mental Health uh, in Morgantown. 
to help provide services for first responders. We're supposed to have a follow-up meeting here in the very near future on that, where they can fund it through federal funding, a federal grant program up until 2026, which hopefully we can extend that federal funding, but we can roll that over onto some of the first responders, or the, some of the veterans that need help that aren't getting the, the, the help that they need as well. So from there, we went with uh, getting a meeting with uh, first responder coaching with Jennifer, um, as well as getting to meet with uh, Upshur County Commission and the first responders in their area to start building a mental health resiliency program. So we were very fortunate to get to sit in on that conversation, which led to first responder coaching and us having a conversation of this is what the future may hold. Um, see, Jason pops on right here that I'm talking about and his ears must have been burning. So from there, um, we got all the equipment to do the, to upgrade the podcast, to go on a bigger platform. We're trying to build our YouTube page even bigger. You know, our goal is, uh, again, we set these small goals of, you know, let's get a thousand subscribers. You know, we want 500, but a thousand is, is bread and butter for us. If we can get a thousand folks to, to subscribe and like our YouTube page, then we can grow the platform even bigger. You know, the goal for FRC is to grow the platform 20%, you know, and so it, it's more exciting stuff. Now with uh, Operation Active Vet, now we're going to be able to grow their platform, grow our platform. They have some really cool things to offer veterans and first responders. They have some really cool ideas for fundraisers and they do a good job at fundraisers, but that's money that can go right back into helping the first responder community by building coaches, building mental health resiliency officers, and getting some folks out to the outdoor world and to different events that maybe they're not able to do on their own or maybe they don't feel comfortable doing because of their own, uh, their own inside struggles, their own personal demons that may not allow them to do it's that. A sense, it, it, just the same, it's, it's a therapy. Sure. At the end of the day, it's a therapy. Yep. And but, uh, it's a different and, style of therapy. And, and, that, and that's exactly it. Maybe, maybe the, the context of the word therapy has been taken for years in the wrong way. And maybe it is the kayaking, the fishing, the ATV riding, the Sitting around a, a campfire a, with a, your a buddies bonfire, right, and telling stories. Because you can't tell me how many campfires it, that you'd get the same group of uh, people from the same walks of life, and, and what's the first thing that we start telling? Telling stories. stories. Right? Yep. Telling more stories. More stories. The more that you start talking about it, the more that you're... You're, that that weight is coming off your shoulders and coming, you know, that elephant's starting to ease off your chest a little bit because now you're around peers. You're not, you, you don't feel awkward right. telling some Joe Smo down the street. You're you're around peers and hey, I had something similar to that and it really messed me up. Or even after you walk away from that campfire, say, hey, I seen that bothered you a little bit. You know, I, I have a similar story. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. But that's how. But but that is honestly. You guys talk about the, the back parking lot uh, uh, at, at the firehouse, and there are many people that can share that, but it's also the, the off-site bonfire or you know, just going out, just hanging out with your buddies even. Well, and the I more you talk about that, the more that you're open. You, you don't know it, but you're healing yourself. Veterans don't have back parking lots or... Right. Or oh, I mean, they have VFWs they, and right. they have American Legions and stuff like that. Don't you know? So, so hear me this, you know, they're on just on this platform. There's 23 on live. All right, mm -hmm. 23 people, and give me a thumbs up if this has ever been you. 
all right? You're in a group of people who aren't like you. And when I say that, they don't come from our background. They don't come from a, a military background, a fire EMS, a nursing, a law enforcement. And you find yourself having anxiety from being in that situation of being around a bunch of people that, that would not understand what you're talking about. Or if you would go into a story where they will say to you, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? And you get immediately thrown into a panic attack because you don't want to relive your worst day on the job no. or days. Show thumbs up if that's you. Has it been at you at least once? But look at the, uh, just look at this though. Jason Morgan had some good conversation tonight with some first responders about our future of mental wellness checks and counseling for the frontline workers. Uh, it, it, uh, Larry, EMS agencies have to have buy-in. You're, you're right, it, and you, you, both of you are 100% correct when it comes to that. Th this, though, is the fact that you can sit down with your buddies. Mm -hmm. that the, the three of us, we again, it was a napkin idea. Yeah, sure. We, you and I sure. met at Applebee's, and, yep. and you came up here to talk to Josh. And, and then the three of us came together, and you knew what we were going to talk about? We didn't know. We had no idea. <laughs> I mean, the we, first, no. do you remember the first show? I do. Josh is like, what are we going to talk about whenever he presses that button? And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, no, I got no idea. He's going to make it go. But, but we did. And by doing that, we, you know, we, we always have, we, we always thought it was going to be, how are we going to fill an hour? Mm -hmm. it, an hour goes by now in, in no time for yeah. us. And we talk about the, you know, we, uh, we, you brought up a good point before Dylan walked in tonight. You know, we can only talk about trigger points for so long, right? That's right. We got to find something else to talk about. Mm -hmm. Well, this is it. Like, if, <laughs> like, I, I mean, it is like, this is the, you know, it, it, this is the, the, what Jason Morgan said, you know, this is the, the conversation with our frontline workers and, and we need them to be here. Yeah. Sure. We need them to be here with us because, uh, uh, last show. Who was the one that uh, was Shane? Shane Mumal. You know the the, the vulnerability that he put in his comment. Yeah. yeah. It was it was it was. Oh, it makes shivering. your hair stand up. Oh my back. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it makes your yeah, hair on your absolutely. Stand up. But but the response but of the followers yeah, right. too. How many right. phone numbers That's went up? Exactly. Yeah. Immediately there was there there was the family that mm -hmm. reached out. Yeah. Because it is, and the other part of that is. I know so many people, and a lot of the people that are where you're scrolling through the names right now, looking at the comments and stuff, and I, I'm I'm one of them. Before, before fire and EMS, I was a huge extrovert. What happens? What happens after you've dealt with the trauma for so long? You, you become an introvert. Yeah. You have you such a small community that you start to feel isolated. You start to feel isolated from the world, and you think that nobody's out there that understands this. But your partner, you know, or but the person you work with, or, you know, and even, thank God for dogs, exactly. You know, some <laughs> folks out there have, you know, spouses, significant others that don't understand the business either. And that makes it hard. So how do you go home to somebody who doesn't understand the trauma that you just went through? And they say, How's your, how was your day? And that's a trigger. Because you're you're now an introvert that just wants to get, you know, you want to get you want to crack a beer, sit in front of the TV, and and do nothing and no. not socialize with anybody. So it changes the way that that we perceive crowds, the way that we perceive public. You know, we're always 
we're always more vigilant when we go somewhere. We sit, you know, at, we, we sit facing the door of a restaurant. We find an exit at a hotel before we check into our room. You know, we figure out what state, what laws have concealed carry laws that govern along with West Virginia before we go on any trip. And we plan our trip to make sure that we stay out of the states that don't allow. You know, I hate going to Maryland because I can't carry a concealed Most weapon. Most of my in job is in Maryland. So but we're good everywhere but, but Maryland. But those are the things that that are shared between military personnel, first responder, and frontline yeah. workers is, yeah. is our entire attitude change. Zane, Zane said, I can't be around people not in fire, EMS, or uh, law enforcement. And that, that right there resonates because there's a lot of people yeah. mm -hmm. in our profession well, that can't the, do that. Because of some of the stuff that we talk about. I mean, it, who the hell are you going to talk about it with? Exactly right? like, what I'm I mean, saying. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, They'll to, be calling 911 on you, right. saying, hey, there's some loony over here. We, we right. Need, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we have the ability to sit up here and with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the, it, it doesn't matter if you're in your station or, or wherever you may be, but to be able to sit with those like-minded people and to tell those stories and to kind of peel back that onion and it it takes a you're you said it takes a little bit off your shoulders it yeah. does it takes a huge load off of this yeah. matter of fact yeah just by talking about it and and that's uh, so some of the things that that you talked about earlier patrick is is we can't continue to sit here and talk about trigger points i i love when people tell us their stories and we can kind of uh talk about them and i know that tonight when when we talked about bringing a uh a guest on mm -hmm. uh, we have a whole lot more gadgets and stuff that Patrick has to play with and learn because Dylan and I are definitely not learning any of this no. this is way beyond no. our technique what was that on it my, my I'm lucky to get my TPS uh, reports reports on time <laughs> yeah the thing you posted last week one of my friends said it to me and it said so literally, the only reason you're there is for the electronics. <laughs> yep, the only reason you're there is for the electronics. So, so we have all these new gadgets and toys that Patrick has to learn to, to play with and all these um, uh, platforms that we have to learn how to, to post on. But going forward, what's it look like? You know? Right. Yes. I, I, I would love to remote people i would love to take the road show mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to go and 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 see louie i see louie uh, quite a bit but i like to see louie out of work mm -hmm. in, in different places and check check state check different places so out so we were lucky enough to have matt and mike come once we were, mm -hmm. and then the last episode was the first time we remoted somebody in um, and that worked well. And that worked well. Oh, I want to, I, I got to stop you guys. This last comment, uh, let's talk about that for a second. They're popping in so fast. You got to talk. The, this one, one. The, the okay. Jonathan, uh -huh. I don't know how to say that correctly. Mark, Markengill. Markengill. I hope I'm saying that right, Jonathan. I'm really sorry. But I want to I focus on that for a second. They're pushing the drugs through when there are scientifically oh, proven natural options. Don't, don't. Don't get on this high horse. Do you but, want to? No, I, I do want to get on okay. this high horse because we do, we're, we're killing our veterans and first responders by, through, 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 chemical, through, through chemical warfare. Is just what I'm going to call it. It's it chemical is. warfare. It, it 100% is chemical warfare. Because, yes. Because what do we do? Because immediately when we come back, we say the words, 
I can't, I'm struggling, I'm having a problem, something like that. And the first thing, the first thing that a doctor will do is what? Write you a medication. Say it again. Medication. Medication, right off the bat. Yep. There's nothing, there's, there's no other talks about anything. No. You and I talked about this a couple weeks ago because it hit home. But why? What, when did that become the norm? Listen, I, I'm, I'll admit, I'm medicated. Um, do I like it? No. Do, do I like the fact that I rely on a, a pill to get me through the day? Absolutely not. Does now, it, now, does it get you through the day or does it make the day easier? There's a difference. It depends on the day. It it depends on the day. But but I mean, somebody put in here earlier, I got to find the comment real quick. Uh, Somebody was talking about uh, Ben. He said, with anxiety, I've learned who I could reach out to any time of the day, whether a military buddy, friend of mine, or uh, or Josh. Uh, I I know I have people and I want others to know that they have people. Uh, I suffer from anxiety. I didn't know it uh, for the longest time. I just thought it was normal for me to be constantly stressed out and everything and and I, and I struggle with anxiety bad. Um, I can't stand to be in large groups. It bothers me. I can't stand really, really loud no- no- really, really loud noises. But, and, and I'm medicated for that. Mm-hmm. But it helps. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't, I'm not, if I, if I miss a dose, I'm not going through withdrawals. Yeah. I'm not, right. I'm not, I, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not crippled. So I, I think where I'm starting to go with that is are the folks that we seek for help who automatically decide that a medication is the way to go you know everybody wants to wants to 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 jump up here and talk about gateway drugs are our own physicians gatewaying gatewaying us into more severe problems down the road absolutely not only from um you know, it, statistically, we're already alcoholics. Most, most first responders, military vets, you know, they, they, there is an alcohol problem in there. Now you add a substance on top of that, depending on what that substance is. But when that doesn't work and you can't feel normal or you can't feel anything anymore, what do you go to next? The next, You go to the next strongest thing. Well, the next strongest thing. What Jonathan just said, what you go to is, is medical marijuana to help you wean off of all that other crap. But, you know, one, we're not medical doctors. I, we've seen in, in this country a huge opioid epidemic where doctors were way too quick to, to scribe out a whole bunch of crap and and maybe I think they've got their thumb on that but you're seeing the backlash of it too you see a lot of uh, drugs um, uh, heroin and, and different things in, in locally even uh, of people fighting that fight uh, of addiction but now what you guys are talking about I think they're they're possibly quick to throw out scribes of uh, antidepressants mm-hmm so look look at all these that are coming in oh yeah i know so jason yeah. morgan was that's powerful uh jonathan uh and he's right scripts and that's that's what they do because when it doesn't work and you go back to the doctor and you're like hey it's not working i'm still yeah. struggling mm-hmm. what do they do they add something else yeah well and of course every time you start talking about the medical marijuana they start threatening that they're going to take your your 
your license away, your, your paramedic license or your EMS card or, you know, so on. You can't buy a gun anymore and you can't carry, yeah. have a concealed carry permit, you know, but yet I can go out here and, you know, buy a 12 pack at the go mart and, drop your car. and, and drink all of it and play with my guns and, and nobody you, says anything. You could sit in that same parking lot, drink it and then get in your car and drive. Unfortunately, it's yeah, it's not legal, it. right. So, and that's, you know, the, the whole medical marijuana thing, it, it, you know, there's people that have different ideas and thoughts about that, and that's fine. Your mm. thoughts are your thoughts and your sure. opinions are your opinions. But if it works, if there's scientific proven factual data that it works, what in the hell is stopping us? Yeah. Medication should not mask I, I a think deeper that's issue. The, I think Absolutely, that's the key Chris. thing of what, what Chris just said. Yep. It, you know, and Patrick... Uh, kind of hit on what you were talking about or what you started to talk about was is it making it easier is it fixing the problem and you know there's certain things of, of human emotion that you you should deal with that you you need to figure out you're never going to fix our issues i was going to say is there a with. true fix there's not a fix. you don't right. want it you're no, not but, looking for a fix you're right. looking you, at how to make it better that's right but that's i think that's what scars is i think that's what the that's what the mindset was is not not a fix and then the first few episodes we're not looking for a fix but we are looking for the root issues of of being able to, to talk and to have conversation without medical dependency mm -hmm. i'm not saying the medicine's bad i'm just saying that maybe there's a different route. maybe there's a different route yeah. but i mean you know that when 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 we sat down at Applebee's, and I'm sure whenever you came up here and talked to Josh, and the first time we all three came together, how many he stories? He came with a 12-pack from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I'm banned from this 7-Eleven for some reason. I'd go to <laughs> but, how, but how many times have we shared our stories? Yeah. You yeah. know, we, we, we've talked about the house fire in Lumberport multiple yeah. times. Yeah. We talked about the house fire in Charleston. Yeah. We've mm -hmm. talked about several calls. And, and the, the Operation Activet. Can, can we talk about it? Well, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about Let's it. talk about the story behind it, the, the phone conversation oh, when Mike hooked um, you up with sure. this Because so, this is powerful. I think so. so. And, and Mike's sitting here and, and, and can, can help me fill in the blanks because some of it was a blur because I really got so entranced in what I was hearing on the other end of the phone. So um, By the sounds of it, he was too. Yeah. So, so last evening, you know, Mike calls me and says, you know, this, this gentleman would really like to talk to you. And I'm like, great, you know. And he said, well, he's eating right now. And as um, soon as we get a free moment, we'll call you back. And I said, great, I'm, I'm here. I'll, I'll answer the phone. You know, no big deal. So uh, this gentleman's name's Chuck. And Chuck gets on the phone with me and starts talking about uh, Operation ActiveVet and what they're doing. And he says, you know, sometimes we have... 20 people show up to this weekend we only had five or six and we invited mike over and we fed mike all weekend and and i said well if you offer mike free food he's like a dog he doesn't go away so we had a little laugh about that you know and but he started talking about some of the things that he's doing and it started to click and he he asked if i knew um um no no it didn't start like that uh who was the police officer um johnny groves yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, I know him. He goes, okay, well, we won't bring him up again. I said, okay, that sounds good. I said, well, wait. I said, 
didn't you guys do some work with Jason Morgan? And he said, yeah, Jason was at our gun bash. He said, we did you know, really well at the gun bash, and that's to provide services for the veterans that come and, and help us out. And he said, this, this company was, was actually founded by my son and you know as a 501c3 not-for-profit agency to help veterans and and my son had a lot of friends and was involved some with with local first responders and you know and he died in 2019 and the conversation kind of switched and i said if you don't mind me asking i said how did your son pass away and he said well he was killed in a motorcycle accident and i don't know why this triggered me but I said, wait a second, is your son CJ? And Mike said at that point, his, the guy's jaw hit the, hit the ground. And he said, yes, sir, it is. I said, I was there. I said, I can remember every detail about that call. Now, this call was in 2019, right after a WVU football game, and I can remember it like I went on it yesterday. I can't tell you what I ate yesterday, but I can remember every detail of this call uh, from, from beginning to end. So immediately I felt that connection with him and felt like, okay, this, this call happened for a reason. You know, Mike was in that area for a reason, talked to that guy and got a hold of me for whatever reason, God allowed that to, the, to all get lined up. So, you know, we talk a lot about, and, and at least I do in, 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 from the businesses, is we work towards finding our why in life. Right, so a lot of us that do fire and EMS, we're looking for that why, and our why is to help other people. And I went to bed last night thinking about thinking about Chuck and thinking about CJ and how we could make something that was really special for both, you know, first responders, frontline workers, and veterans. And I can't think of a better way to be able to do that, but to come together with these folks. Have it, have some conversation and see what we can do. Absolutely, but just for those how. stars to align, yeah. and the way that they did, is just is just phenomenal. So, you know, whether you have faith, whether you you know whatever you believe for whatever, but you know, things get put in your path for a reason, mm-hmm. and and you overcome things for a reason, and you start things for a reason, and that was something that was that 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 was meant to be last night and and i was i was very humbled and honored to get to talk to this gentleman and also know that i was i was there to to try to help his son in his time of need so um we'll we'll, Kudo, we'll get to, to him, but, but but we'll get to sit and talk right. about that you know we'll we'll get to and that for him that'll be closure for me that's closure and that's one thing that we often look for yeah in a situation is closure. It's because a lot of times we don't get that you don't closure. Get it. You don't yeah. You don't get that follow up. You don't get what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah. take them and drop them off and right. then that's it. Yeah. Or, Absolutely. or you know the you get the infamous and, and that that brings up a lot of things whenever and, and my dad just said we remember every detail, the sights, the smells. Oh the smells true. are the worst. You you can drive down the road and with your window down and your and your car stereo up and a certain smell that you drive through that you don't even think about can trigger and you just and you'll catch yourself you reach up and you turn that radio down and you roll that window down a little bit further and a memory hits you mm-hmm. now sometimes that's a good one and sometimes it's a terrible one but you get 
zoned into that moment. Or you go by a, you go by a place, you drive by somewhere, you 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 remember or you know a, a song come for for me it's a song. You know, I, I've I've struggled for the longest time with losing my mother. Uh, that's been one of my biggest struggles since 2021. Uh, just because I'm I'm a mama's boy through and through, and you know it's we the, know the right. <laughs> I mean, we can tell. I mean, we well, can no, tell. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's legit. I'll never deny that. But you know, it's the you know, my mother and I. We shared music. That was our that was our, oh, the thing that we yeah. shared was music. And yeah. and now a music you know a, a song will come on on my playlist or something, and it will trigger a memory of my mother. Yeah. Or you know, driving past somewhere will trigger a memory of a call that I ran. Or uh, talking to somebody about uh, about a similar situation uh, will trigger something uh, about a, a, a call or an incident that took place. And you know, this is but but this is also <laughs> veterinary or this is also for the veteran side of it. The, I'm sorry for some of your home, some of the comments made me laugh. I love that one. Spice. Triggered by pumpkin spice. It, listen, I think a lot of people are triggered by pumpkin spice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to love it, I, but are you, you know, serious? I do love pumpkin spice. Yes. You give up your man card every time you drive. I, yes, I do. <laughs> it's fine. But I mean, you know, the, the, but it's just you know the 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 military side of this is just as much. You know, imagine, you know, you, you hear them talk a lot about on the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. how traumatic that is for somebody that was in the military. Yeah. Uh, you know, gunfire or fireworks or, or whatever it may be. You know, the, the things that attract crowds, like, you know, fireworks at a WVU game or, or uh, NFL game. And that was one of the big things even here because we, we put a big 4th of July party on here. Yeah. And we try to coincide with the city because because of the veterans and, and the animals. There's a lot of uh, dogs and, and different animals that have anxiety towards it. So, you know, we kind of try to play it, but it, there's a lot of people on this road that suffer uh, from anxiety. Mm-hmm. There, there are, right? and you know, anxiety comes, you know, you there are some of these, uh, not that I promote Facebook in any shape, form or fashion other than the fact that we stream on it, but you know, the some of the things that people put up of what anxiety looks like, you know, and when it, it goes into all the different descriptor, the descriptives of, uh, of, of anxiety, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, it's legit. Yeah. Um, we missed a mark tight. You know that, right? We did? Yeah, because, you know, right before we froze up solid, we were going to kind of reintroduce ourselves just because of the, the platform change, and hopefully as early as tomorrow, this thing will be streaming on, on Apple and things like mm-hmm. that. So, um, number one, I want to take just a few minutes to talk about each one of our backgrounds. Um, and Patrick, I want to make you start just because, just because I like to do that to you. But, you know, for the, for the new listeners who's going to be, who may already subscribe to the Resilient Responder mm-hmm. and is waiting on a new episode to come out, um, a quick introduction formally from us to you. Well, my name is uh, Patrick Clark. I've, uh, um, Fire and EMS is my, my main ba- EMS is my main gra- uh, background. I did volunteer fire since 2001, 2002, something like that, uh, and finally decided that I didn't want to do it anymore and hung it up. Uh, I've uh, been in EMS since 2003. Uh, did some paramedic work on the ground, uh, interfacility transports, 911 based, flight time, 
uh, in a single-engine aircraft like Dylan likes to give me uh, hell for. It was missing two, two wings <laughs> and a motor. Um, and then uh, uh, I've held about just about every, uh, every role in EMS other than a, a director level. Um, and uh, That's overrated, ain't it, pal? Sometimes. That's way overrated. Sometimes it can be. Um, but Dylan, uh, Dylan and I have known each other since Mikey, 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and when Dylan and I came together, we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we got on each other's nerves a lot. <laughs> well, I think we were very similar. We were. Um, or we are. Yeah. We were. Yeah. But, you know, Dylan, Dylan and I have, have continued to grow and flourish our, our, uh, our relationship together. And... You know, Dylan and I both shared this love for helping others, and it turned more than that whenever I when it was under Dylan's command for a while, and um, watching how he helped me through a difficult situation. My mother uh, in 2021, Dylan was uh, Dylan was a, a big part of my healing of dealing with my mom, uh, who was very very close to me because Dylan checked on me every single day. He would reach out to me. He would talk to me. He would just say, hey, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And, you know, as we continue to do that and as we both continue to dive into the love for mental health, you know, that's how, we, that's how I ended up seated to his right. God, if I remember right, we were in the middle of a critical incident stress debriefing we when we got the call for your mother. Yep. So it was just a very odd time. It was one of those things where we had so much build up in a very short amount of time. And I think that that really drew our friendship a lot closer because mm -hmm. uh, I don't even, I, I think I handed somebody the keys to my company vehicle and said, get him wherever he needs to go. Yeah. But anyway, Josh, your turn. Oh, <laughs> Josh Hagen. I've been doing this for 26 years and mainly fire, uh, actually solely fire. Uh, I'm also a veteran. Uh, so 1997, I started with uh, Lumberport volunteer fire department. I'm a third generation uh, firefighter. Uh, I've shared this passion with, with my father and my brother, uh, grew up in it, and I went to the Coast Guard right out of high school and, and spent uh, five and a half years in New Jersey. I was a part of uh, September 11th in New York, uh, spent 45 days uh, from September 11th uh, in Queens. We boarded every inbound, outbound uh, vessel through New York Harbor. Uh, so we got to see a lot of stuff, experience a lot of things through through the Coast Guard. Um, I never knew that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, never heard of um, that. I, going back down memory lane, I, I was telling Patrick earlier, you know, or I think uh, our parents were friends, or moms mainly, were friends years ago, mm -hmm. and, and we grew up together. Mm -hmm. um, Shenston Lumberport have always had uh, a huge uh, positive relationship mm -hmm. and uh, as you were the fire chief there and when I moved here I, I called you up and, and talked to you and uh, showed up down there and, and was promoted up to a captain and here I am. And here we are. Yep. <laughs> so finally last but not least you know Dylan Olivito so this whole scars idea was like I said it was an idea on a napkin that I come up with um, because of my own struggles and not wanting to um, waste that opportunity, not wanting to sit back and not do anything about it. Um, wanted to be proactive instead of reactive about it. So 
Um, background, started in fire service in 96 as a junior member, Was stayed with the same fire department throughout my volley career, um, worked my way from junior all the way up to chief, retired in that position, retired as chief in 22. Yeah, 22. Mm -hmm. um, EMS was sort of the same thing. I never wanted to be an EMS. I got an EMS because they wouldn't let me ride the fire truck at 16, but I could get on the ambulance and go to a house fire at 16. So in my mind, I was being very smart. But then I kind of got bit by the EMS bug. And Mike's sitting there laughing because I, when I was 16, I, I did a lot of my EMS time with Mike. Um, was fortunate enough to go paid for a little while. Did did five years at Bridgeport as a paid firefighter where I became a paramedic and then went on to, to fly for HealthNet for about 10, 11 years. Went from that to the ground side as a manager. Um, we built from the ground up the health team Morgantown base, which was an exciting experience, uh, which then merged with Mon EMS in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I eventually became the director of operations. And... Um, left that position in late 2022 and now work in sales and enjoy every second of it. So the nice thing about sales is it gives me the family time because um, I have a very active family schedule um, between, daughter. between my wife's work schedule and a travel softball kid. It is... Um, a little bit ridiculous at times, especially thinking that we would have some downtime during the winter and got told, oh, no, you're not, because there's tournaments and camps. And <laughs> don't know if you all know this or not, but the recruiting process starts at like a freshman level in high school. <laughs> so we're looking at, at all that. So for, for me, this is not, this was never done about me. This was done because I know that there's others like me out there and what I didn't realize is how many there were. And if you really sit down and do the research, I know somebody earlier mentioned Travis Howes on there. It was a Charleston firefighter. Great book. If you get a chance, read his book. Watch some of his stuff on TikTok or YouTube. Very knowledgeable. I, I hope that, that our paths cross very soon. Um, but I've also been fortunate to, to meet some real good industry leaders that I hope that we get to share on our show as well. Um, Jerry Overton. Jerry, um, can't thank him enough for the knowledge that he has shared with me. Uh, Aaron Reinert, I can't thank that guy enough for being John, a being Kelly a coach. Yeah. And uh, Josh McGahey from mm -hmm. uh, St. Charles from, County from SCAD. Yep. Wonderful people. Yep. And I also just you know we've been on for just about 58 minutes now, so you know we try not to go too much over an hour, but I want to thank the two gentlemen that came up to visit us tonight. Shane, I want you to come over here for a second. Shane, I, I watched this kid grow up in, in EMS, and, uh, and and I'm really proud of him because he left uh, he, he left us for a little while and went to, uh, he's now down in Florida. He's just in for the weekend visiting, but ended up becoming a critical care paramedic. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah, yes. so congratulations on right that. Yeah, that's been, a, that's been a dream of Shane's for critical care yeah. transports where it's all about. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a it's a long journey. Uh, obviously, you've got to see the whole journey. Yeah, I have. Uh, Patrick got some of it, but yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, it was a big move. That's a long way. Uh, that that's a that's a huge move. It's a whole and, different set. Um, uh, 
very, very fortunate that uh, I had good mentors <clears throat> like you. Um, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was sorry, good I, I or bad. Do that. <laughs> good good I have another minute for that. <laughs> but uh, in, in all seriousness, it uh, it was it was different leaving. Because um, I'm a loyalist, you know that. Maybe even to a fault. But what an what an adventure getting out and seeing some stuff, see some different medicine. So one thing about it is um, that that I, I applaud you for is realizing that that um, EMS does exist outside of West Virginia. And that, that's something that I'm hoping to bring to the table for our local first responders right. because we do have a mentality, and this is not a West Virginia thing, this is an EMS thing all across the globe, of people don't realize that it exists outside their own community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that fire and law enforcement does a much better job. Obviously, military does a great job because they go all over the world, but um, you know, training tactics, transport tactics, you know, things that we don't think about as readily in the EMS service, you know, people get their eyes open when they leave and go see another system. Absolutely. You know, a bigger system. Absolutely. And something that's been established for I a long time. I think it's like time. technically the third largest or third busiest in the nation for call volume. Over 18 it, hours it, away. It's, it's something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, many, it, how many hours away are you from us? About sixteen. About sixteen hours. You, yeah, came here, you came here just for this show, right? Uh, I guess we can call it that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, you uh, came to go to a hockey game. No, no, I had some other business to tend to, but uh, the hockey game did come into that. But uh, uh, it for me, there was a lot of adjustment because I didn't realize I'm not going to call it sheltered because we get to do some pretty stuff, cool stuff here. Yep. Uh, but not being the only medic on a scene anymore. Uh, one of the first arrests I worked there, I was in training. I believe there was eight paramedics on scene, and that wasn't in county that, me. That, that's going to kill and, a patient every time. And I literally, I'm like, I asked my preceptor at the end of it. I said, <laughs> I said David, is it always like this? He's like, yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the normal. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? I kind of felt like Ricky Bobby. You know, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> so but it was a, talk to me a little bit, Shane, and, and again, without going into great detail, but do you see a difference in the way that they treat provider mental health in your organization versus what you were used to or accustomed to here in West Virginia? Uh, let me start by saying this is no shot at any individual agencies or anything, mm -hmm. but uh, I think it, it's at the forefront. Uh, we're very fortunate that we go through an academy, an EMS academy, uh, where we have our medical directors and certain other people come in and talk. and. My local medical director for the county is huge on mental health. Okay. Uh, there's, there's actually a little number he keeps on the side of the whiteboard is how many first responders we've lost. Wow. And he's sick of it and he's tired of it, like we all are. Mm -hmm. um, we actually are working, they're, they're doing good. The county tries to do good. Um, we have resources that are there. Um, it's actually pretty impressive. Um, we have teams, we have all kinds of neat stuff like that, but there's also a lot of funding for that. Uh, they they're able to fund stuff correctly that you know we all know that emergency services in this state just aren't funded and funding comes from what resources it, it's they have a little bit of everything whether it's grant money uh, state federal it, to my understanding uh, there, there's multiple places that we go through too so uh, but yeah it's a it's a different stigma um, I'll just I'll, I'll just be blunt about it. Uh, when Sarah passed away mm -hmm. 
I went to pick up the phone on my way home from my first critical care shift and was like, you know what? I'm calling Sarah because she's going to be so excited. She's going to like lose her mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I finally got to do this. And Wayne calls me. I'm not even home yet. Our, our shift changes at 7. You know, so I'm, I don't get out of there until 8. That's because I can't shut my mouth. Um, no. And I'm like, yeah, no, that never You learned that from him, too? I, I, well, yeah, basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was before him. Wow. But, um, beat up so, tonight, man. I love so, it. So, what? wow. You know what I mean? crap that just happened yeah and it took a little bit i went back to work that night and it didn't hit me till later on until i got to start talking to you know friends from back here and people were like family and i'll never forget i was getting ready to go in for an extra shift and i had had a conversation with one of our administrators at our at our company and who i i find to be a very fan she's fantastic we have some fantastic management but She's someone I could talk to, person to person, sure. and I trust her 100%. And I'll never forget, I sent her a message, I said, I can't do this. For the first time in my career, from a thousand miles away, I said, I can't do this. I can't go into work. I can't take care of myself right now, let alone another patient. And so, not knowing what the next words were going to be out of the mouth, I'm thinking, oh Lord, what's going to happen? And she's like, don't worry about it. She went through the process I need to go through. I, I called and said, hey, you know, I'm not coming in. And the first words out of the assistant supervisor's mouth, they answered the phone. Are you okay? What do we need to help you? That's cool. That's first cool words out of their mouth. You know, uh, when I flew up here for a good friend of mine's dad's funeral, uh, I called and said, hey, i got to be here. You know, th this man was important in my life because he's important to my friend. You know I mean? That's my friend's dad. Um, and there was never a question. And I'm like, I'm leaving for West Virginia right now. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen. Right. I, I got messages from my supervisors, from the high ups, everything. So it's, it's, the, it's the culture, building the culture of, if you feel something, say something. Because they're, they're seeing it, we're losing too many people. I think we often, um, we often feel like that our administrators are so buried in their own weeds that they don't realize that we're even existent. Well, look at know. the look at the stresses and the pressures of, of upper management in our worlds. Well, I get and, that of, of having how many people to fill to fill the bill. Where Shane's talking about eight paramedics on on the his his first. Yeah. You, you know right. what I mean? And, and I've never seen eight paramedics anywhere. Other than maybe the back parking lot. Yeah, if anyone if anyone's watching from Florida, because I know some of our people um, do get to watch a little bit. This is what I'm talking about. See, I'm not making it up. <laughs> this is multiple paramedic thing is not no, from I, where I'm from. Well, and we we had a similar. You know, I won't sit here and say that we had eight, but you know, when 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 I worked at Bridgeport, we were medic heavy yeah. on our shift. So, you know, dealing with three or four other medics can be good it can also mm -hmm. be stressful as all get out as well because there are too many sometimes everybody wants to be in charge of the patient and that's bad for the patient but <clears throat> the one thing that the, the the takeaways there is that there is there are systems out there that that care and have got this thing figured Absolutely. out and i don't think i realized it until i sat down after after Sarah's funeral, and I started thinking about the folks that that were before 
and and Mike can tell you over there that we can go clear back to 96 when I started and they, they didn't hit me I didn't understand you know and and I, I I hate I hate throwing out names but but Mike you can help me on these but I remember when I was 16 John McCauley is that right yeah, John <clears throat> you know didn't think you know I never put two and two together but that was the very first one that I was exposed to in that type of of uh, of of field or industry you know so building on from that so we know of folks that 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 either substance abuse you know GSWs that you know how my paramedic instructor basically drank himself to death and I, I never put that I never understood that to be a mental health problem, you know, but looking back now, we missed signs on all these folks that we should have recognized something was wrong and, and we didn't. And that's where the coaching comes in. Back at that time, Dylan, it was, we, you know, like Shane talks about the eight paramedics and, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. I remember running Harrison County with BLS trucks. Sure. Uh, and a medic chase car that was maybe, a K car. Maybe, <laughs> exactly. Maybe having a chase car. <clears throat> right. Um, so, so back then, it was you didn't have time to, to to recognize signs. It was you had to take care of patients. Right. That's just bottom line, and that's that's what that's what we done. And I think that that's where a lot of the mentality of, first of all, kudos to you. I mean, I've got to watch you grow since health team uh, when we started there together, and I've got to watch you grow, and I'm and I'm beyond proud of, of the accomplishments that you've taken or that you've made in your time. And uh, I mean, you 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 have definitely you you you're not you're not peaked. You're still going. Oh yeah. And I'm very proud of you. I'm <laughs> proud of you for that. But you know, we we the focus shifted somewhere probably in the 2015-16-ish area to where we started losing more first responders and we didn't understand quite why. We were like, wait a second, like something's not right. Mm -hmm. But beforehand, exactly to what Mike was saying, you know, we were so focused on the patients that we were serving that we didn't take that time. We, we may have not missed the signs because we didn't know what the signs were right. or we didn't display the damn thing. So yeah. we but, buried it. Yeah. But was it, was it all that or let's also rewind history here a little bit. Did we fully understand the size of this beast, the size of this we problem? You know, we still don't. We knew, <laughs> we knew if a local person died or had you know, committed suicide or something of that nature. What we didn't know was there was 10 other people that day in our same industry across the country that did the exact same thing. So look at, look now at, knowledge is bliss because we're able to do these statistics. We're able, able to, to, right. And, and take this podcast alone as an example of how you can get a word, not only across the, the, the county or across the state, but across the country and across the world. That's you know, I mean, to think that there might be somebody that's watching this, that's dealing with their own problems in Israel right now, mm -hmm. or the fact that somebody could be in Alaska or California or somewhere like that, that 
is is hearing our message and is understanding that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to reach out for the help. It may be a message that we just might be connecting the dots. Hopefully they're sure. hearing the message. Hopefully just a, just the same as his shift leader writes that number down uh, on, on his whiteboard. Hopefully it's out there. The message is there. Hopefully we're able to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, you asked what the date was earlier. Today's the 29th. You know what yesterday was, right? First Responder Day. First Responder Day. Yeah, yeah. Right, National First Responder Day. So happy National First Responder, belated National First Responder yeah. Day to everybody out there. Yeah. Well, boys, it's uh, 8-12. We went, what, 70 minutes? Not bad. Yeah. Um, Shane's fault. Shane's fault. Shane's talking. <laughs> Mike, anything you want to add? I, I know you're. No, you, no, you've no, been. Uh, come back next the, time. The only thing that, that uh, something was said last night, and is Chuck told me with their organization and, and with with mm-hmm. Spark, if there was one person, just one person, one person, yep, that got the message. Yeah, we've said we that. We saved that that's right. one person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and that's what it's about. That's worth it. Yep. Yeah. One's going to turn to two. Yep. Yep. We've said that. We've yep. said that from day one. That's awesome. And there's yep. power in numbers with that. Yeah. So, you know, the yep. more of it, the more eyes that are on, uh, the, the, the more chance we, we have to help that one person. Absolutely. Yep. And, and again, we don't claim to be therapists. We don't claim to be counselors. We don't uh, claim to be doctors, but. We'll be able to be coaches. Be coaches we'll, be, we'll be coaches yeah, at some right. point, and we have this open platform that all of you can even. And I, I think the next step, and I don't know what see what you guys think, but having a, um, a a private group that's not a public page to where you know you sign up as a member of that group, and if you want to, you know, vent something, or vent a call, yeah. then then maybe. Uh, Maybe yeah, go. maybe yeah. we do something like that. Yeah, that sounds fun. We'll make yeah. you go to GoMart since you live in Seven Eleven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about helping the one person. You have to help one before you can get to two, right? That's right. Yeah. Start somewhere. Yeah. And unfortunately, that one will start to two. unfortunately, I still feel like I, I failed a friend, and that's that that's something that's going to stay with me for a long time. Not saying that us taking the summer off changed that outcome, but uh, I still have a friend that absolutely. that I can't I, talk to anymore. I yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Before we leave, before we're, before we depart for the evening, uh, huge shout out again to First Responder Coaching Jennifer's team uh, for making this possible for us yes. ma- to to be able to expand. Check our out their website one st responder coaching dot org. Yep, First Responder Coaching one st responder coaching dot yeah. org. Uh, don't forget Operation ActiveVet. Uh, your the website's below. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, don't forget also to save the date for the Country Road Fire Conference mm-hmm. coming up in January. Uh, be the 12th through the 14th, 2024, in Buchanan. Uh, Scars and FRC will be there. The Resilient Responder will be there. Right. Um, so plan will be to have a, a live show at least from there. Hopefully talking to some other first responders, getting some stories out. Maybe do. Um, we don't really have a, a, a TikTok platform, but it would be nice to do something before then to kind of get um, just some shorts up of some, hey, how's it going? How are you? You know, um, what else? 
Um, that's it. Like, hit us up on the YouTube channel. Like, like the page. Subscribe. That would be a huge help for us to get the get the word out as well. At Scars Up, our services on all the major platforms: uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Scars Up. Our services at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us via email mm -hmm. with any any questions or comments you might mm -hmm. have. And hit us up on the new um, yeah. platforms, Resilient Responder, Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify we think, Amazon. and Amazon. Yeah. So hit us up, and if everything goes right, we'll be back in two weeks, which is November 12th, and how about we figure out how to talk to a veteran or a veterans group for that show? Absolutely. Sounds good to me. That that sounds like, sounds good. I think that sounds like the game plan as of right now. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. All right, guys. Well, until next time, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. Thanks.